Joined now by Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott. And uh, Tim, uh, you know, a tussle, but on the other hand, like the Jazz led for over 40 minutes of this basketball game tonight. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting game, kind of similar in feeling where the Jazz kind of had the thing in control and Memphis made a, a, a big push, did not get out uh, in the lead, you know, during that push this time. Jazz held them off, you know, Thank uh, Mike Conley, who hit two really big threes. I yes. thought the, the big one he hit with five, just uh, under five minutes to go. You know, it was a, a two-point game. Jazz had the ball, and it was really a gutsy shot, you know, from – I told Jake it was a veteran shot. And uh, it just just awesome, though. Uh, like, David, you said it a couple different times, but it's why you have so many weapons. A guy like Clarkson, who has not played great, um, you know, in the series – I guess that's probably putting it mildly. Hasn't shot it great uh, from three. He just had a great night tonight, and that's what depth and weapons do for you. Yeah, this is an interesting tweet. David Thorpe is a NBA analyst. What's your guys' thoughts on this? Um, and and David Thorpe just tweeted out: Memphis has played extremely well in many facets these last three games, especially the two home games. I'm not sure another team could have gone three and zero against them with how well they played. And Utah beat them by a combined 17 on the road. With Mitch, he says with Mitchell not all the way back. I mean, I, I, we don't need to put that caveat on it. It's an interesting take that this is actually a sign of how good the Utah Jazz are because this Memphis Grizzly team is actually really, really good right now. I well, think what's impressive, Tim, and I hope you can agree with me, being able to withstand runs. I mean, just use the fourth quarter as an example here with Melton – coming in the ball game, three threes and 15 points, and you, you're thinking, okay, now the Jazz are going to kind of lose the momentum, but they found a way, they got to the free throw line. What did I have here? Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, about 11, 12 free throws in that fourth quarter. Uh, that really kept them in the basketball game. You find ways to win, but the, the fight back and, uh, you know, stay ahead of the runs, I guess. Yeah, and I think that's a very interesting, like uh, what you said there, David, too, was this this Memphis team is playing not only really, really well, but like I think they're playing it, you know, you always say you want to play your best basketball at the end of the season. I think that's where this team is for sure. They've got everybody, you know, they finally got Jackson back and healthy. Morant's at a whole new level. Um, you know, Brooks has been a, a, play, a, a nice story in the playoffs for them, and Kyle Anderson. I mean, they're they're a tough. They are a tough team, and and I can see where you could make that point. On the rise. So Morant in Game Three. I mean, he was just very confident and explosive in that fourth quarter. Didn't see much of him here in the fourth quarter, did I? Two now, free throws. Yeah, and and what's interesting to me is the number. I almost wonder part of what the Jazz do is they just wear you out. You know. Uh, the, the way they guard you, I thought we were way more physical tonight, particularly on the glass. You know, Clarkson a couple times went and, and sought out contact and hit a bigger guy. Um, but I think part of it, just the physical toll this probably takes on, you know, because the Jazz, they're, they're a very physical team. Might I add one thing? Because, of course, I listened to the Quinn Snyder Coaches Show, and he talked about how they were going to try and keep Royce on jaw and throw some different looks at him to keep Mike kind of fresh to guard jaw in the fourth quarter, and maybe that had a little bit to do with it. Give Mike credit Makes on sense. both sides of the ball. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mike's put a lot of energy the last few games, too. So, well, that's nice. That's the way you're supposed to do it if you're the one seed right there. 
Well, I'll tell you what, I'm coming away from tonight's broadcast uh, very curious about David's wife's culinary skills. <laughs> oh, they're good. Yeah, so I know. It's That's what I hear. Really high level. <laughs> yeah. So. Like she went on like a hundred meal streak during COVID where she never cooked the same thing twice. Wow. Well, I don't so mean if to... you're asking about the sea bass, that's what you're yeah. trying to right. Yeah, I it's, don't mean it's, to it's be... The ang- best. That's the reason I said I'll bet you the sea bass, because she is it's awfully good. I but don't Ron, mean to sound like the... I'm angling for an invite, but I kind of am. <laughs> My wife really likes Ron Boone, though. Who like, doesn't? Well, yeah, right. right. Who doesn't? So my wife is my wife is really willing to, like, you know, she takes care of Ron. Ron's nice yes. to our daughter. Ron, therefore, my wife takes care of Ron. Like, that's how it works when I get left out. So the day when Ron comes over for dinner, if anybody wants to go play golf and have dinner with me, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I'll be empty. Oh, my gosh. Well done tonight, boys. Some good laughs, some good fun. It's all good when you can chuckle and enjoy a win in a playoff game. No doubt about it. Laughter is good for the soul. That it is. To Wednesday. See ya. 120 to 113 is your final. There's Lock and Boone. We're breaking it down next. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz take a commanding three games to one lead in their best of seven playoff series with the Memphis Grizzlies thanks to a 120-113 win. Jazz game night post-game show. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe. Coach, the Jazz go to Memphis and swipe two and take a commanding lead in the series uh, as a result. Well, I would have, if I would have been, um, you know, forced to make a choice, I, I would have felt like the Jazz maybe would have just coming out of those first two games and not really understanding uh, totally how how good Donovan is going to be in terms of his health. I would have thought that um, that, that would have been a hard ask because I do think Memphis is playing about as good as anybody in the league. And the one thing you can't you can't take a playoff. You know you can't take two plays off. They're going to be um, in the game all night and and they're just resilient. So I think the Jazz have done a nice job of kind of taking total command of this series and again being able to play this closeout game you know, have two chances at home uh, if needed. But obviously this uh, this game's big to be able to get some rest. Donovan had 30 tonight. Uh, Rudy Gobert with 17. Jordan Clarkson with 24 uh, coming in off the bench for the Grizzlies. Uh, let's see here. John Morant uh, had 23. Dylan Brooks with 21. Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, with 21. Jazz got a really uh, balanced performance tonight. I mean, Donovan was great, but a bunch of guys had a good game. And that's what makes it really difficult, you know, over a series. Like Memphis got the better of the Jazz without Donovan game one. What makes it really difficult is, you know, the Jazz do not rely on particularly a guy. Right. And that that load can kind of be shared. Um, you know, Joe Ingles is a guy who's still waiting to have a big game, and we know it's out there. Um, but tonight it was Jordan Clarkson's turn, and Jordan, you know, responded, made some really big plays Nice to see him make uh, make some shots and, and, more importantly, continue to shoot even when he's not making them. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Wednesday night. Uh, game number five, the Jazz Grizz here at Vivint Arena. Tip-off will be at 7.30. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have uh, post-game sound for you, and we'll break this one down as the Jazz beat the Grizz 120-113 to 113 right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz game night pregame show. Post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz beat the Grizzlies tonight, 120 to 113. Post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Let's get a look at your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot 45.9% from the field, 50% from three coach, 17 of 34. That's just a terrific number. Uh, They were actually 25 of 28 from the line, another terrific number, 89%. Donovan Mitchell had 30 to lead the way. Jordan Clarkson had 24 coming off the bench. Donovan, by the way, also had eight assists to go along with those uh, 30 points. Rudy Gobert, 17 points, eight boards, a couple of blocks. Uh, let's see, Bogdanovich with 13 tonight. Mike Conley with 11, seven assists and three rebounds. But Mike came up big when it mattered the most in the fourth quarter. Oh, totally did. He, um, you know, he made plays that you really need veterans to make. And Mike felt, you know, it's a tight game. They'd cut that thing down to two. And he came off a ball screen and was open. And he didn't second guess it. You know, he, he did what he's done his whole career. He, he, you know, prepared, knocked the shot in and, um, you know, that was, in my mind, a really big answer as Memphis was kind of surging at that point. The Grizzlies got 23 from John Morant, but on 8 of 21 shooting. I think you'll take that. He also had 12 assists and 6 rebounds. Uh, Valanchunas tonight with 14 and 12. Dylan Brooks, 21 points. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., 21. And uh, <clears throat> Melton actually had 15 coming in off the bench. He had a really nice fourth quarter. Uh, it, you mentioned it with in crosstalk. We were talking about it off the air. This this game had a very similar feel to Game Three, where the the Grizz really made a run at it in the fourth, and Jad, the Jazz had to really shut the door. So they were up 11 in Game Three. They were up 13 tonight, um, and it was a furious run. And that's what you expect. Uh, we've talked about. You know, the, the qualities of this team, they're together. This Memphis team is together. They're well coached, um, and they've got a ton of urgency to them. So they understood that, you know, getting into a 3-1 hole and having to come back here and play the Jazz in Salt Lake wasn't ideal. They made a great push, but, again, the Jazz held it off, and it was really by committee. I think, you know, different guys made shots, but I'm telling you, defensively, if you go back and watch this film as a coach, you've got to be really pleased with the way the Jazz threw their bodies around. They were very physical, um, and, you know, controlling the glass really, in my mind, was the differentiator in this game. Uh, The Grizzlies only had seven offensive rebounds tonight, which is a a big-time difference to what they had uh, been doing in games one and uh, in game number three. And uh, we we talked about this. The the box out was noticeably better across the board, but shout-out to Jordan Clarkson, who had a, a bunch of good box outs tonight. The funny thing about a, a blockout, it's something you're taught really early. Um, you know, as you get bigger and you're better than mother, other guys, you don't always have to go block out. But there comes a time in, in you know, every guy's career where that is going to be something that's asked of them. And they all know how to do it. It's just a matter of being able to go do it. And uh, impressive that the Jazz really kind of identified that as an area. And you can kind of see that the coach's message, message got through. Well, in fact, let's uh, let's do the master of the glass right now. We're talking about blocking out. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk uh, rebounder uh, rebounds. This year's master of the glass during the regular season was Rudy Gobert, who secured 960 rebounds throughout the season and brought uh, a donation to the United Way of Utah of four thousand eight hundred dollars. Of course, the United Way of Utah provides parents, caregivers, and neighbors the tools for childhood education, youth, social and emotional health, and family financial stability. 
Uh, but let's get tonight's master of the glass coach. And it was not our guy, Rudy Gobert, uh, which rarely happens. Tonight's master of the glass, Royce O'Neal, nine rebounds. Uh, Royce had nine points. He was three of seven shooting, three for five from three. He also had three steals and one assist. I thought Royce was great tonight. I did too. I, and, and what stood out to me was his physicality uh, tonight. I felt like he really did kind of throw himself around. Um, made a couple of big, big plays in the fourth quarter where he would either contributed, kind of tapped a rebound to a teammate or, or chased one down. But uh, I love the spirit Royce played with. When you can get a couple of threes from him, um, going with everything else he brings, man, you'll take it. And uh, felt like Royce played a nice game. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned uh, Joe a little bit. We were talking about him, 24 points, or excuse me, 24 minutes, only two points. He did have five boards and four assists, so he was active out there, but just feels like Joe hasn't found his spot in this series quite yet. No, and I think, you know, it's um, the one thing Joe's not going to do is try to, you know, put himself in a position where, um, you know, he, he, he has to do more, you know, than, than he needs to. So I think he lets the game come to him really well. And it's not that he's not necessarily playing well um, defensively. I know game three, he, he didn't have the best game, but I feel like, Joe's kind of due like for a Jordan night, and that could be something you know that we see here. Uh, but I agree with you. I, he just not has not found his spot in this series quite yet. Jordan had 24 coming in off the bench, and he was due kind of a good game in this series. And we talk about the consistency of Jordan just going out there playing his game, and I know that's maddening to some Jazz fans out there, but it really is what he is on this team to do is go out and play that type of game and. I guess you could look at it from a Jordan giveth and Jordan taketh away, but Jordan gaveth tonight. Well, and I think he's he's given more than he's taken. I totally agree. Uh, because I, I think he really does, just by virtue of him being out there, and I've said this a few times this year, but the pressure that he puts on a defense, um, it's just one more thing you have to worry about. And this thing is relentless, and it's in your face, and it's all the time. And, you know, he gets a couple of possessions, whether he makes them or misses them, um, you know, and then Donovan can get you and Rudy can get you. So I think it just speaks to the depth and, and the way this team can get stuff from every single position, every single guy. Yeah, well, there's there's certainly no doubt about that on a night like tonight where uh, the Jazz and looking at their assist numbers, uh, which I know is something you keep a close eye on, Coach, 23 assists on 39 made field goals tonight. Mike Conley had seven. Donovan had eight. So there's your primary ball handlers right there. And, you know, the Jazz, I, I know Memphis doesn't run the switchy defense, but the Jazz certainly run their offense well against this Grizzlies team. Yeah, they, they have to be very, very um, you know, precise with their spacing because this team takes chances, um, do a great, great job of stealing the basketball. Another area, the Jazz did a nice job tonight, only 11 turnovers. Didn't seem like an egregious amount of live ball uh, turnovers, maybe a couple that led to easy baskets. But another a number that jumps off at me, Jake, is 28 free throws. I think you mentioned that in the first segment out of after the game. But uh, 28 free throws speaks one word, and that's toughness. That's totally understanding the physicality. And I think you see that with the way Rudy went to the basket, the way he's trying to finish through contact, because you don't know if you're going to get a whistle. So great job by the Jazz playing on attack, playing downhill, getting to the free throw line. And it felt like that type of game. I mean, even you look at Rudy didn't have a field goal in the first half, finished the game five for nine, but his moves tonight were strong. And I know he missed that one-handed dunk in the fourth quarter, uh, but he had that drop step on on Valanciunas, and it felt like every time he was making a move to the rim, 
it was it was with strength, and uh, that might be a reason that uh, that Rudy went to the line nine times tonight. Um, but uh, I like uh, he that suits him more than the uh, the 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 Euro step or the layup stuff. I mean, he's he can be that powerful player, and I feel like he's much more effective when he plays that way. Well, I didn't know from sharing a studio with you, Coach Scott, you've told him many times, go strong. <laughs> and you know what? He's starting to go strong. Yep. I mean, it's exactly what he's doing. And uh, that's what a big guy, there's there's little steps that they take. But, um, you know, he's, he's feeling really, really confident in all the things he does well. But he's really, he's kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. And I love the way he's trying to finish the basketball. All right, let's get back to Memphis. Let's now hear from Jazz Head Coach Quinn Snyder. We'll start with Sarah Todd Deseret News. When Mike Conley had that sequence where he stripped John Morant and then he came back down and hit a three, he'd been quiet for most of the game up until that point, I think. How important are, is he in especially those moments where he's able to shift the game no matter how active he's been? Yeah, he's kind of a sneaky quiet. Um, he, he whispers, but you can hear him. And I think he impacts the game so many ways, um, you know, and in those instances, obviously th- those are making big plays. Uh, his presence on the court is so settling. And I think, you know, taking a defensive challenge and, you know, also pushing the ball up the court, I thought in the third quarter, uh, we really moved the ball. It's the best we've run in a while. And, you know, Mike's play is a big part of that. You know, it got got everybody running, and I'll give our bigs credit too because they really ran to the rim and created space. But as you said, you know, Mike's capable of making big plays on both ends, and those two plays consecutively certainly had a, a big impact on the momentum of the game. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. When there's been a lot said about the Grizzlies' resiliency this series, you know, their ability to, to come back after you guys surge ahead. But um, you guys have demonstrated your own resiliency in, in kind of handling their comebacks. What's been kind of the key to maintaining your composure and kind of being able to pull these games out after, you know, Memphis makes them close? Well, I think it's something we've talked about, you know, all year long, just the ability to get to the next play. And, you know, I, I think when your whole team is focused on that, you know, there's always going to be moments where guys drift for whatever reason. Um, it happens to all of us. And I think when there's a collective mindset and understanding that you have to get to the next play together, um, you know, that's that's what you see. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm focused on our guys. I, I think we've been a resilient team, you know, all year long as well. And I think our biggest challenge and the one we've talked about, you know, most recently, continuously, but even more recently, is just to be consistently competitive. And our execution, I think, is reflective of that, you know, on both ends of the floor. Those are things that, you know, we don't think of in terms of, usually think of it that in terms of execution, you know, on the offensive end. Um, but for instance, you know, the, the rebounds that Roy Scott in traffic, I thought were, you know, were a huge part of the game. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Speaking of Royce O'Neal, he's shown great balance in this series on both ends of the floor. What have you seen from him? 
Well, you know, we have a lot of confidence in Royce. I think he's, you know, he's finding a balance offensively between, you know, being aggressive and taking a shot when he's open, um, being a playmaker, moving the ball, playing pick and roll where he's rolling. You know, he's gotten more comfortable in those situations. He's just such a competitor and he's a smart player. So I think when you have that mindset that you want to impact the game, you know, any way you can, um, you know, you, you usually find ways to do it. And, and that's what we see from him consistently. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, it feels like, I mean, Jai's still been, you know, really dynamic and he was really dynamic tonight, but it feels like you guys are finding some level of comfort in terms of defending him, particularly in, in uh, possessions that matter. Is is that something that you're seeing or are you still uh, think that, you know, the defense in terms of keeping him from touching the paint needs to get better? Well, you know, it, it's hard. If you've watched him play all year, Tony, as you have. It, it's it's hard to keep him out of the paint, you know, and I think you can um, – there's a lot of things you can do to try to do that. Um, I, I thought, you know, one of the biggest things, you know, when he had that really big game when he had 47 is we put him on the line 20 times. And, you know, I, I think collectively – you know, we, we've been more connected in those situations. You know, if he's going to play one-on-one -on -one against somebody from the top of the floor, you know, I don't think there's anyone in the league that can stand in front of him. So, um, you know, we all have to be conscious of, of what he's doing on the floor. And, you know, and then, you know, he also has the ability to create. So, you know, as I've said, you're, you're going to give up something. Um, and you just, you know, literally try to do your best to make, to make it hard, to make a shot contested. Uh, there are certain situations where it's easier to do that and you try to create those, um, but also with the understanding that, you know, if he does make a play, you know, you've got to get to the next play because he's going to make some and he made some tonight and, you know, he'll make some again the next game. David James, KUTV. Quinn, because you were up 3-1 a year ago, do you have a lot of confidence in the guy's ability to maintain focus and uh, take this all the way through the finish line? Yeah, you know, last year is last year, just like the regular season is the regular season. You know, I think there's things that, you know, that you take from, from the past that, that you learn from and there's experience. Um, you know, for our group, that's been going on for a while. You know, this was a team that you know, was questioned on every level, you know, last May. And, you know, those types of moments and that type of adversity, if handled properly, you learn from it and you're better. Um, and, and honestly, you know, we've tried to take, you know, it, it's the old cliche, you know, take one game at a time. But understanding also that, that every game is different. I, I think that's really true without the course of within the course of a singular game. And I thought we were more consistent tonight. Um, you know, teams are going to make runs, especially teams that are as good as Memphis. And really it's how you respond to them. So uh, we just want to be ready to play the next game, you know, and let the rest take care of itself. I think if we compete and execute, that's that's what we want to do. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. I know he's kind of done it all year. That's why he won the award. But Jordan Clarkson's third quarter was seemed really important. What does that do for your team in a playoff game like this on the road? 
Well, I can't remember who asked me. I think it was a number of people if I was worried about Jordan shooting because he hadn't shot it great, you know, of late. Um, but you don't have to look too far back to see games like you saw tonight. And he has the ability to come in the game and change the game. And um, there's times when, you know, he can get himself in a little bit of trouble, um, but he can also get out of trouble. And I thought tonight um, something as simple as spacing, you know, and making reads. And we, we passed the ball better tonight. And that, that really helps Jordan where he's not responsible for creating everything on his own, where, you know, he's on the back of some, back end of some of those possessions and, and get some clean looks. And that happened tonight. And one of the things about Jordan that makes him really unique, first of all, you know, you get the sense that, you know, when he misses, you know, he keeps shooting. Um, so to that extent, you know, he, he's mentally tough enough to take the next shot, but he's also someone that, that cares so deeply um, about, you know, about playing well and about helping the team. So, you know, when he does have a stretch where he's missing a couple in a row, um, you know, I don't think he presses, but he's very aware of it. And usually, you know, at times you just need to remember to remind him that that's who he is and that's who we need him to be. Last question, Nick Friedel, ESPN. Quinn, I wanted to follow up on what you mentioned about last season and experience. Obviously, every year is different, but do you think because of what the group went through last year in the, the postseason bubble, they're more confident now going into a similar situation uh, in, in a similar setting? Yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm sure it's something that the guys have discussed at various times. You know, I think we're looking at it more generally, you know, as opposed to pointing um, to a specific series or a specific time. You know, that, that situation in the bubble was a really unique one. And that's certainly not to discount the fact that, you know, we were in a position that, that we want to be in again. Um, but, but this is a different year and this is a different team. You know, we've got Boyan back. Um, you know, Derek is here this year. So, you know, there's some things about our group right now. And I think there's a maturity, you know, when you go through. We, we, we've been through a lot. And I think, I think when that happens, you know, all of us, whether it's personally or, or certainly with the team, you know, you pull each other along. And I think that's the growth process that's taking place with our team. And so I don't, I don't know if we're, we're thinking about kind of these similarities between situations as much as we are focusing on, you know, competing and executing. Those are the two things that we say over and over and over again. Let's compete and let's execute and let's compete collectively. And I think if that's where our focus is, you know, we'll be in a good place uh, to the extent that that's something that you can build on from last year. You know, that's good too. All right. That's all for tonight. Thank you, coach. There you go. Jazz head coach, Quinn Snyder. He covered a lot of ground there, coach Lacombe, but uh, what stood out to you? Well, when you hear him talk, you, you, you understand why guys want to play for him. I think he, he does a great job of immersing himself in the team and everybody's strengths and weaknesses granted, uh, I think that's what every coach does. But, you know, the the introspection uh, that Quinn talks about, you know, he spends a lot of time thinking about this stuff. Um, I, I guess to simplify all my thoughts, I would say he's a coach that totally gets the big picture. Yeah. Um, 
he sees you know more than Jordan Clarkson missing 14 straight shots. He sees more than you know Mike Conley struggling when he first got here or Joe going through transition uh, you know from one role to the next. He sees the big picture. He's kind of orchestrating it, so he has the ability to um, you know allow these guys the opportunity to grow. I think is the, is the phrase he used, and I'm a big fan of that. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new 2021 Subaru Crosstrack with standard symmetrical all wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight Jazz take a three games to one lead over the Memphis Grizzlies thanks to 120 113 win. We'll get you some player sound and continue to break this one down next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win 120 to 113 to take a three games to one lead in their best of seven playoff series with the Grizz. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Let's check out your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's CERTA with a C. We do painting. You do life. Uh, points in the paint tonight, Coach. Uh, Jazz outscored 64-40. to 40. Probably not a surprise, I suppose, as we've talked about throughout the series, going up against a team with, uh, with John Moran. Plus, Jazz shot 50% from three tonight, so that's helpful. You know what's kind of interesting is I feel like Memphis – Taking more threes has not been a good thing for them. No. I feel like they've had a lot of possessions. They've kind of just flushed, you know, and um, I understand, you know, the way the Jazz are guarding. It gives uh, a couple of guys the freedom to shoot it. But, man, uh, when they when they shoot a three, it's almost a good thing because it's uh, one less opportunity the Jazz have to guard uh, Morant, Brooks, or, or anything there in the paint. Well, and the number of shooters, you just – it's – you don't have to worry about as many guys. I mean, Grayson Allen's hit some threes in, in this series. you got to worry about him a little bit. Uh, Desmond Bain, uh, as Locke has talked about often, is probably their best three-point shooter. But, uh, you know, other guys just uh, aren't going to really, you know, draw a lot of attention out there. I mean, they tried in the fourth quarter putting Jaron Jackson Jr. as your big, so Rudy was gonna would have to be a little bit more uh, pay a little bit more attention to what's going on uh, outside the three-point line. But even then, I mean, they were still gapping him big time, and it did not they certainly didn't pay the price. He took 10 threes. He only made three. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, I think uh, that proves the point. I think that's hurting Memphis more, you know, because you take those seven possessions and figure out what they could have done attacking the basket. But uh, that's the pressure that the Jazz put on you by them shooting the ball so well. Um, you know, it makes that other team feel like, man, we've got to, We've got to find ways to keep up. All right, let's uh, get some more post-game sound going for you. Let's now check in with uh, Rudy Gobert. All right, we're gonna we'll start off with Maxime from free agent. Hi. Um, how do you? What does uh, Coach Snyder tell you at the halftime to explain your your second half compared with uh, with your first one? Um, you know, we weren't really satisfied with the way we were playing in the first half. Even though we have five points, we really felt like we could, you know, do a lot of things better offensively and defensively. So, you know, just uh, keep our head, you know, uh, keep moving the ball and uh, and defensively, you know, get get back, communicate with each other. It sounds pretty simple, but 
you know, when we stop doing that, uh, you know, they, they usually make a run. So we, we really have to had to clean that up. And I think we, I thought we did a, a much better job in the second half. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, what was kind of the key for you uh, personally? Obviously, you had just 1.2 rebounds at the half, and then you're getting three buckets within the first couple of minutes of the third quarter. Uh, were, was Quinn kind of designing stuff to get you a little more engaged on that end? Not really. I mean, I, I think, you know, uh, the main thing for me is uh, when, when we move the ball and we play the way we're supposed to play, when we attack the basket, uh, you know, I know guys are going to find me or I'm going to get offensive rebounds. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much our best offense. You know, guys, the defense is going to collapse and either they're going to help off me and I'm going to get a dunk or a rebound or they're going to help off the shooter and we're going to get a three. So that's really the way we, we're trying to play. And when we kind of stop doing, stop doing that, you know, we usually turn it over or get a, get a bad shot and then they're able to, to have transition and run on us. So, you know, I thought we did a great job doing that in the second half. And, uh, you know, JC had a, had a great run. And, uh, you know, everybody else was involved. And it's pretty tough to go when we play that way. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Rudy, to your point, you know, JC having that third quarter and then, you know, Royce on the boards, Fave on defense when he was in. How important is it? I mean, I know the team relies so much on you and Donovan, but having those guys have big plays and have their moments, how important is that during the playoffs? It's huge, you know, and that's what I've been saying for a while. I mean, having Derek Favors coming on the bench is a luxury. And, you know, and uh, I think it makes the difference between us being a really good team it's us being a great team, you know, because there's going to be games when, back tonight in the first half, I'm in foul trouble and, uh, and Derek comes in and, you know, he's able to impact the game and, and dominate and, and really uh, kind of like anchor our defense too. So, you know, it's huge. And having guys like Joe, like Jordan, that come off the bench and, and are able to, you know, bring a spark of the bench in a lot of different ways, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think it's what makes us special this year. You know, we, we're able to play great basketball for 48 minutes and, you know, it's, it's hard for teams to, to keep up with the way we play for if we play the right way for 40 minutes. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Rudy, you guys are up 3-1 like last year in the bubble. Uh, we've talked a lot about how the adversity has made you guys better. Has it better prepared you to close this series out? I mean, we know it's, it's, it's one game at a time. And uh, for us, it just keep getting better. You know, we know they're, gonna, they're not going to give up. They're going to come out and give everything they have. You know, they, they've won two of those games before the playoffs. So they, they've been in those situations before we don't go home. You know, so they're going to come in and play really hard and, and try to beat us. And for us, it's, it's about matching their physicality and, and you know, play, play our, our basketball, do what we do defensively and offensively, and just, you know, keep getting better. Because we don't want to just be in the second round. We, we try to do something a little bigger than that. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Um, can you can you speak to um, more about the, just the, the the way you guys have been able to answer runs, every run that Memphis has thrown at you, and the resilience that you guys have had uh, in terms of end game, especially this weekend. 
uh, every time that Memphis is, has made a push that you guys have had an answer for it. Well, you said it is resilience and the, 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 the most important more than anything is to be able to keep trusting each other when, when it gets tough. You know, and when it gets tough, I feel like we raise our level and we raise it together. It's not just one guy. You know, we, our communication goes up, our physicality goes up, and uh, it's almost like we, our awareness goes up. So we, we go to find each other, find the open man, uh, you know, more easily, and he ends up, you know, he ends up in wins. And, you know, we know that having guys like Mike Donovan, uh, Joe Boyan, you know, with a, with a lot of experience, um, you know, in the, in the close games at the end is, is the difference than, you know, like if we don't have that, maybe it's, maybe we lose one of those two games, or maybe we lose both. You know, it's uh, it's really about closing and about finishing the way we, we want to finish games. David James, KOTV. Rudy, considering how much time you've had to spend working on free throws because of where you started the free throw line, how rewarding is it to look at the final stats and see you were seven of nine and know you hit too late to ice the game? I'm not really worried about free throws. Uh, I work on them every day. You know, uh, I don't wait to miss a few to work on them. And uh, I'm really confident. I missed, I missed a few early in the playoffs, but a lot of them I told you, you know, going in. So I'm really confident and I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep shooting them and I'm gonna keep making them when it matters. Uh, Ryan Arias, uh, PZ Basket. Hey, hi Rudy. It's Brian for Pesetas, it's from Costa Rica. Hey, I wanted to know what were the adjustments made at the halftime that you should repeat in, in, in game five? I think really, uh, it was really moving the ball. You know, we had a lot of situations when we ended up with bad shots or, you know, a lot of situations when we were turning over, we weren't really spacing, we weren't really connected and it really affected our defense. And uh, when we were able to clean that up, in the second half, everything kind of became easier. You know, we guys were able to get to the basket and either finish or find the find the open man. And and defensively, I thought we are we, we were better. You know, I thought our communication was better, and uh, I really thought that physicality and uh, and our defensive rebounding was better. So it's you know we know that those guys are gonna keep coming. Those guys are very you know very talented. They're a very good team. So we know that, you know, we we got to measure physicality and, 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 uh, and it's a challenge every single night. All right. That's all the time we have. Thank you very much, Rudy. There you go. Rudy Gobert. Coach Lacombe, he's obviously, uh, you can read into a few of his comments there. He's happy with the team play tonight. It felt like he, he said when they play like that, they're very tough to beat. Yeah, when things got tough, he he said we, you know, we have the ability to be resilient. You know, I, I think that's a quality we've talked a lot about with Memphis, but I think it's Jazz team. We've seen it all year long. Um, very resilient, and I think the the message that's getting through, because Rudy said it as well, is the fact that they, you know, when things get to get tough, they trust one another, and and that's what great teams do. I feel like that's what you know we've seen the Jazz do in uh, two games here uh, in a row where. Man, things got tight in the fourth quarter after having a lead. They figured out a way together to get it done. Yeah, I think it's a sign of uh, really what good teams do against good teams like Memphis. I mean, Memphis is a good team that's got a lot of pluck, which is a word I love, uh, that they just don't go away. We've talked about it over and over again this series. They'll 
They just don't go down and out. It's not something in their DNA, which is going to make them really tough to beat for the foreseeable future. It's going to be interesting to see kind of the evolution of this team. You know, I remember uh, all the way back thinking, you know, watching Dallas when Nash and Nowitzki were kind of young and, you know, they, they got into a series and pushed the Jazz pretty good early on. And you, you could see, hey, this team's going to be something. Um, I, I have that same feeling with this Memphis team. I think they've got, you know, really good young talent, but it, it's going to be interesting to see the pieces they add around it. It's an exciting brand of basketball. All right, let's go back to Memphis and hear from uh, Donovan Mitchell. We will start with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Um, there's been a lot made about uh, the Grizzlies' resilience this series, their ability to kind of, you know, hang in there and not give up. But uh, the flip side to that is you guys seem to answer back every time. What's kind of been the key to, you know, you guys being able to respond when they start to put on the pressure? Um, it's all our mental. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing, the mental aspect of it. You know, like I said, like like you said, they're a team that's never going to quit. Up 30, down 30, it doesn't matter what quarter it is. And, you know, hats off to them for that. But the biggest thing is when you have a team that's always going to be aggressive, always trying to continue to fight, we got to be smart with the basketball. Um, too many times tonight, you know, I know we won, but too many times tonight, you get up 9, 10, we get careless. Um, I throw a cross-court baseball pass, turnover, leads to a 3. Um, we had another one where it was just a stupid pass. Like those are the, those are the things that we got to nip in the butt. Those are the mental stuff. And we fixed it. We executed through it, and it didn't end up hurting us. But um, if you want to be the team, you want to be that's going to be the game. You know, for, uh, throughout the throughout the playoffs. So um, that's really what it is for us. Um, just continue to to be sharp mentally. Uh, up ten, down ten, and go out there and do what we do. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Don, there was that sequence in the fourth quarter when Mike came in, he stripped John Morant and then turned around and made a three on the other end. It was a huge momentum shift. He'd been kind of quiet through the night up until that point. What can you say about the way that he's sort of able to come in in those really high-pressure situations and calm things down and be able to shift the game like that? Um, you know, just from the court, you know, on, on paper, he only had 11 points. And he had seven assists, but – it felt like he was out there having 20 and 10, you know what I mean? Like just his presence, uh, the way he goes about the game. Like I said, mentally, he's seen a lot of this throughout his playoff experience. He's seen a lot of it here. Uh, so he knows, knows the game, knows the arena. That that plays a big factor uh, for sure. And you know, his knowledge of, of the game helps. You know, I'm just staying in studying guys in the scouting court, knowing their movements, knowing when to be aggressive, when to, when to lay back. You know, I think that's – that's why I always say, like, man, it's great to have Mike because, you know, he's out there helping me as well. You know, when he makes a move or he does something, I see it, you know, on film or I see it in, in live action. He's always kind of giving me little tidbits here and there. And I think that's that's what he does for his team. Like, last game it was 20 and whatever. You know, game two it was uh, 20 and 15. Like, you know, tonight was 11 and 7. But he had a tremendous impact. You know, he had one of the highest plus minuses in the game because he just ex he executes on both ends of the floor. He's a leader. Uh, on the floor and in the locker room. David James, KTV. Donovan, uh, Dylan Brooks was trending on Twitter big time during the game. Jazz fans were going nuts. And I'm curious if as players, the stuff that's happened with him, you just view it as kind of part of the playoffs or do you feel like some lines have been crossed and it, it does fire you guys up a little bit the way it fires up fans? Um, I love him. <laughs> Simply put, you know, I, you guys, you've seen it through my career. I, 
like when people talk, like it's just part of the game. I grew up in that, you know, and that's just how I've always uh, played basketball. I think for us, it, it, it gets him going and that's his thing. That's cool. It gets us going too. So, um, but that also goes back to what I was saying to Sarah about the mental component because it can take you out of the game completely, you know, and I think the biggest thing is to stay sharp mentally and going out there finding ways to execute. And he wants to keep doing that. It's, it's cool. Um, I don't think we're really sweating. And the biggest thing is just got to stay locked in, continue to go, continue to do what we do and not really pay attention to all that. Sam Farnsworth, KSL TV. Hey, Donovan, uh, what, what would you, what's the feeling like tonight compared to last year or back in the bubble when you guys had that 3-1 lead against the Nuggets? Is that uh, at all comparable or have you tried to move past that already? Same situation. Um, I think the biggest thing is we didn't come in the locker room like we came in happy for the win, but we didn't really come in the locker room like, like we got one. Job's not done. Uh, it's not finished. And I think that's the message. I know that's the message. Uh, one through 17 and, and the coaches and everybody. Um, we have to go there and, and, and take care of home court back at uh, back in Utah. And I think that's that's where our head is at. You know, this is a good win. Um, there's things we could have done much better. And we'll go ahead and execute that and take care of business at home. But, you know, it's, we've seen this before. We've been here before. It's just the exact moment we've played. We've played up to being this team that we've been, you know, because of that moment, I would say, you know, because that fueled a lot of this season. And we're here again, and we're going to go out there and just do what we do and not really relish on the past, although it definitely is fueling. Kristen Kenning, Jazz TV. Royce O'Neal has been really balanced on both ends of the floor this series. Um, what are you seeing from him? What's standing out most? Confidence. Um, you know, he's always a confident player, but I think his determination to be the best defender on the floor, his determination to be the best uh, rebounder on the floor, his determination to go out there and to make all the little plays. Like, you know, he had 99 tonight, and the best play he made was the rebound to a kick out, I think, and then pass it to somebody. And I think Boyan got a three out of that, or it was really one of that, one of those happened, but keeping the possessions alive, you know, they want to shift off them, finding them, he's taking those shots. You know, there are games where he's shot faked, you know, and we let him know it. And he's, he's, he's determined, you know, we've worked out together for so many, so many hours in the off season. And for him to, to see him doing what he's doing is everything we expect and I'm happy for him. And he's a big energy booster for us on both ends of the floor. Um, and especially for me, you know, moments when I get tired, he's in my ear. You know, basically saying work too hard for you to be tired. <laughs> um, and I, that's my guy, man, and he's, he's, he's playing well. Ben Anderson, CastleSports.com. Donovan, historically, your double-digit free-throw shooting nights have come on nights when you're also shooting well from the floor for whatever reason, just like your game is clicking. But the last two games, you've been in double digits and you haven't been shooting particularly well. How does that help in, on nights like this? <clears throat> um, I think, you know, for me, is understanding I'm still fighting my rhythm. Um, I think the eight of 22 and then there's a nine of 23 last game. Even the game before that, when I first came back, you know, like I'm still finding my groove. Uh, there's shots that I'm missing that I feel like I can make. There are spots I know I can get to that I'm still trying to work back into getting to. Uh, and that'll sharpen up a little, a few of those looks for me. Uh, but until I'm able to do that, until I'm able to get my rhythm, because that comes with game reps, you know, it doesn't matter if you're hurt or I'm not hurt, you know, sitting out for, for a month and a half, two months, whatever. Um, is is part of that, you know. I think that's that's just happening. So for me, it's 
how can I be strong mentally and understand that, you know, maybe that shot's not there, but trying to get to the line, trying to draw fouls, trying to create for my teammates, you know, understand the attention I draw. Um, that's really where it's at for me. Um, and I think just like I said, the mental aspect of the game uh, is really starting to click for me and just trying to continue to do that every game, you know, not just in spurts, because I've, I've had in the past, I've gone this way and came back down, but just keeping it level um, throughout the entire playoffs. Nick Friedel, ESPN. Um, and to follow up on last year, you mentioned several times the mental aspect of the game. What do you think you and the rest of your teammates learn most in the experience of being up 3-1 in the bubble that you can take with you now going into Wednesday? Um, not taking the little details for granted. I think we kind of saw that this year, you know, in this playoffs, the series we're in right now. Um, we were up by a bunch in game one. We were up by 20 in game one, game two, I mean. Um, they came back and scored 30 points, you know, 40 points in the third quarter, six minutes, whatever. Uh, game three here, we're up, they come back. You know, tonight we're up 12, they come back. Understanding that we like the turnover I brought up earlier, like the turnovers, the, the lack of rebounding, like those are the little details that you got to do when you're down 10, tie game, or up 10. Uh, that's what we lost. That's what lost, we really lost us that in the bubble was we just stopped executing on the little things because we felt like, oh, it's okay, we got. They got to win for three more times in a row, you know, and uh, I think that having that will allow us to kind of come in and be like, all right, this is what we got to do. You know, one more hit, one more, you know, sprint to the corner, you know, getting back on defense, taking a foul, like whatever it may be, that having that be so fresh, having to be last year, I think definitely helps us understand that, you know, game four or game five is a, is a guarantee, you know, just because we're going home, we won two in a row, you know, this team's going to fight and compete. Um, and I think the biggest thing is just our mental, uh, fortitude and continuing to go out there and play like we're down 10. Dana Green, ABC4. Hey, Donovan. Um, it's no question that uh, Jordan had been struggling a little bit the first three games from the outside, but today he lit it up. He looked like the sixth man of the year again. How important is it to have him on fire like that to go as far as you guys want to go? Big time. You know, I don't, I don't want to put too much pressure on him by saying that he needs to be that. You know, I think he understands that he's seen it. He's the only guy I want to say on the team that's been to the finals that played. Um, so he's seen it at an even higher level than we have, the ups and downs that come with it. Um, and, you know, that's what you see tonight. You know, in a night like tonight, he has 24. We made that doesn't necessarily shoot well the first two or three games. Um, but sticking with it, you know, understanding it. And not just on the offensive end, but he went out there and had, I think, yeah, six rebounds. Like, those, those are, that's huge. You know, the scoring, he's going to do that. We, we all know that. But, you know, impacting the game in different ways, I think, is huge. Uh, fighting for loose balls. You know, I don't think we're too worried about him kind of getting cold in certain instances because, like, we all know he can, he can turn it around. And he's been here in these moments plenty of times. And, you know, I think for him, you know, having him have 24 is huge because it takes the pressure off, you know, a bunch of us, like Mike, Joe. But, you know, there be games where we're all clicking. You know, we're all out there shooting well and, and whatnot. So um, nights like tonight, you know, it's good to have J.C. score like this. But I'm looking at the, the six rebounds and the plays he made defensively because that's what's going to win us games, you know. Well, we're a team that has many weapons, and he was able to shoot well tonight and have been teased. All right. Thank you, Donovan. That's it. Appreciate it. There you go. That's Donovan Mitchell. Uh, had a lot to say. I, th I thought it was interesting, the little reminder that he missed a month and a half, and he's come back and played pretty well in these three games, and the Jazz have obviously won, but maybe some of those inefficiencies, and he was nitpicking his game a little bit there, you know. Uh, getting back into rhythm was the term that he used. Yeah, it's timing for him. Uh, you know, it's it's getting his confidence back. I think 
you know, the play where Brooks contested and they call the foul. Um, you know, I think he's still a little bit nervous about that ankle getting landed on weird. Or, yeah. uh, so that stuff's in the back of his mind. But I, I agree with you. I feel like watching him today it was like I, he doesn't even look like to me like he's showing any signs of, of the injury, which is awesome. Uh, but great, great uh, insight from Donovan into the team. Uh, felt like he, you know, he, this team has a real clear vision. This is not, you know, we're not talking about the team that was up 3-1 in the bubble last year. I think this team is well beyond that. All right, we uh, post game title sponsor is our friend Mark, Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, the sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight from Memphis Jazz win 120 to 113. More player interviews coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz beat the Grizz tonight, one twenty to one thirteen, to take a three games to one lead in their best of seven playoff series. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new two thousand twenty one Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coach, let's uh, get a look at the, uh, let's see here, the three-point features sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Jazz tonight, uh, 17 of 34. They were 50% from three. Mike Conley was three of four tonight. Royce O'Neal, Boyan Bogdanovich, three for five. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, two for seven. George Niang, two for two. Jordan Clarkson, four for nine. And Joe Ingles, 0 for two. Interesting, 34 isn't a ton of attempts, but you certainly like the makes. Yeah, the efficiency is great. And uh, this team is going to be hard to beat, period. But uh, we've talked about this is not a live or die by the three, but the three is a definite kind of multiplier for this team. And when they when they make them and everybody's feeling good and that Paul's popping around, man, um, you know, 120 is really kind of a, a low-end score for what you'd expect from the team when they're playing like that. Let's go back to Memphis. Let's keep the postgame sound rolling. Let's hear from Mike Conley. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Mike, you had that uh, really key clutch late in the fourth quarter where you were able to get the ball away from Jaw and then come down and drill a three on the other end. What were you seeing in those plays? And and just in your mind, how huge were those to kind of swing the momentum in your guys' direction for good? Well, obviously, um, you know, I think there were, uh, you know, a good stretch of plays where, um, you know, throughout the game, you know, Jaw's been kind of having his way getting in the paint. And um, I knew at some point, I'd, you know, I get switched on to him or I have to, you know, guard him in that same area. And I was able to kind of get in front and, and cut him off and um, make him pick up the ball. And I've always had quick hands and, you know, you know, an eye for when to go for the ball and when not to. And, uh, was able to get my hand on the ball and go out of the way with it. And, um, you know, the threes that that transpired are the one that happened before that and the one after, uh, you know, just were uh, timely, just, you know, filling the game out. I knew, you know, Don had done a lot during the game and, you know, was wearing down a little bit. So I gave him a couple of possessions, couple of possessions off. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been in that position plenty where um, I feel real comfortable with the ball in my hand later in the game and, and uh, was able to just knock down a couple of good ones. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. 
Mike, you've seen a lot of playoff basketball in your days, and you know what it's like when a team maybe has to rely heavily on like its top two guys or its top guy. How much of a luxury is it for you to have someone like Jordan Clarkson who can come in in the third quarter and make a big difference, or Derek Favors to come off the bench, or Royce O'Neal getting rebounds? Uh, man, that's that's why we're so you know so deep and um, talented just across the board with. We have so many guys we trust, so many guys that we have faith in down the stretch and different points in the game. Like you said, Derek Favors has some great moments. Obviously, JC does what he does, and you know tonight was a you know a really a good bounce bounce back performance for him. You know something that he's been you know kind of waiting on to to kind of explode and then really go out you know have a good night like this. And um, and you know not all of us can have that kind of night every night. So you know for me it was. A little bit more subdued, and I was more, you know, facilitator for most of the, most part of the game, and um, and we're okay with that. Like that's what, why you know, why we're, you know, who we are and where we're at. Is we think we're a British unselfish team, and there's no egos, and um, we just play basketball. Sam Farnsworth, KSL TV. Hey, Mike. Memphis has been kind of a team of runs throughout this series. They've been able to, you know, erase your guys' large leads, but. What's been the key in holding those off and, and specifically tonight, just being able to like flip the switch and, and expand your lead again so quickly? Well, I think, you know, in those stretches where they're making runs, you know, they're a very emotional team. Um, they, they, you know, get very high in those moments. And um, for us, it's kind of just trying to stay steady through it, through it all, trying to stay steady, trying to understand that execution and, and discipline down the stretch is what we need most. And uh, when we're able to do both of those things on both ends of the floor, I think it allows us to put stretches together where we, we you know, stop a, a, a 9-0 run and, and put our own 14-0 run together, um, allow us, you know, allowing us to get a little bit of breathing room to, to win these games down the stretch. Nicole, it's Tab Deportes. Hi, Mike, congrats for the win. For you, you. you're welcome. For you, how much the how much important is the unsurfaced cultures has been the key to improve through the season and the playoff? Uh, could you repeat it one more time? Sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. For you, how much the unsurfaced culture has been the key to improve through the season and playoff? Well, I think, you know, just, just being around this team, um, you know, it's, it's taken us a little bit to kind of um, completely understand each other throughout the year, um, completely get better and just get our chemistry to a point to where we can feel so comfortable out there together and, um, and improve each day. And, and you know, you have a, a, you know, Coach Quinn and uh, on down, just, you know, guys who really have 100% you know, accountability on everybody. Uh, allows us all to, to, to come into work every day and just try to be one percent better, and um, and that's what's so fun about it. You know, we never we never really get the lap foot off the gas pedal, and uh, and this allowed us to just be the team that we are, and hopefully, just continue to get better. Tony Jones, the Athletic. Mike, you played against um, a lot of those great Spurs teams, and you know one of their attributes is that you know, no matter what was going on behind around them in terms of a game, in terms of a team making a run, it kind of stayed steady. Do you see some of those attributes in the way uh, you guys go about your business or is that is that off base? 
Uh, no, I do. I do see similarities. Um, obviously, they they had uh, some some Hall of Fame players over there that we all know, and an Hall of Fame coach, and a bunch of guys that to kind of go through that team. But uh, they, uh, you know, plenty of them you know, being a part of the Grizzlies. It seemed like every time we'd make a big player go up one or two, they would run some backdoor play, get a layup, and then foul you. Put you on the line, you miss a free throw, they come out and hit a three and win the game and and they just their execution and their ability to stay poised um through loud environments hostile environments and um never let the moment be too big for them just you know it showed every single time almost you know every single close game and that's what made them you know who they were and i think we're we're starting to to find that a little bit you know during the season the regular season we didn't have many close games honestly where we you know had to kind of feel our way through these and learn uh, and learn through it. So I think this, you know, the last four games have been really, really good for us to have uh, games where we've lost and games where we've won off of certain, you know, possession basketball and having a foul and when to, you know, look at time and score and, you know, two for one, all those things have come into play for us in the last you know, four games. And um, it's really, you know, hopefully allowing us to learn a little bit more. And Anderson, KSLsports.com. Looking at the box score, you see John Morantz having to play like 43 minutes a game most nights. Nobody on your team's over 35. What, what does that feel like over a course of a five and six game series? Well, you know, John's an unbelievable athlete. So I would, if it was me, I'd be tired, you know, but he's, he's he might be different. Um, but it is, uh, it is definitely, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough physically, but even more so mentally, just, Knowing the the pressure of each possession and you know, you know the gravity of each situation you're out there, it's it's, uh, it's a lot to carry. But uh, you know, for us, like I said, we have a team that that we rely heavily on. You know, eight nine guys and um, and you know, guys can split those minutes up. And some games it gets staggered a little bit differently. But um, we're happy with where we're at, uh, and we're just going to continue to try to do what we do, regardless of uh, you know who's playing, who's not. David James, KTV. Mike, because you were up 3-1 a year ago in the bubble and it didn't work out, even though it's different with bogey back and home court and all that, because it's 3-1 again, will there be more attention to detail and focus? Because that, that still stings a little bit. Well, yeah, you know, I'm, we, we obviously remember that, um, that feeling that we had last season. And uh, it's not something we want to experience again. I think this team is different. I think the circumstances are a little bit different. Um, I think a lot of guys are, like you said, Boyan's back. I think, you know, another year for me to be kind of comfortable in the situation I'm in and JC and Fave. I mean, we just got to, I think we got a different team, different mindset. Um, and I think we'll, you know, hopefully be able to, 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 you know, get our minds focused on business and, uh, and not let this one uh, slip away like we did last year. We have time for one more. Dana Green, ABC4. Hey, Mike. Uh, Jordan was staying engaged uh, those first three games despite not shooting the ball well. He shot it well tonight. How much tougher does that make you guys to beat when he's when he's on? Just another weapon to have, but especially to have him uh, coming off the bench hitting, what, four or nine from three? Well, yeah. I mean, we know how Jordan plays. We know how important he is for us, uh, what he brings to the table. And, and not a lot of teams have a guy that, that can go out there and legitimately get you 40 points in, in 30 minutes or however many minutes he plays. So, um, 
you know, we expect him, you know, to win us. He's going to win us some games uh, in, in, in the playoffs. And we, we know and have trust in everything he does. And uh, that'll give, you know, Don and myself and Boyan you know, some nights where we can almost, you know, rest a little bit where, you know, not have to do as much work where he's kind of taken over. So having that is a luxury for all of us. And uh, I'm glad that he was able to find himself and get a, a, good, night, a good night out of him. All right. That's it. Thanks so much, Mike. All right, there you go, Mike Conley, who was uh, very good again tonight, uh, particularly when they needed him most in the fourth quarter. He had 11 points, uh, seven assists, three rebounds for Mike, had a steal, even had a block shot, but again, hit some big shots in the fourth quarter and uh, just came through when the team needed him most. His stats, uh, assist to turnovers, up to 41 to eight in the series. So he just continues to run the floor, or excuse me, run the team, find guys, um, you know, and tonight when his number's called or when, he sees an opportunity. He he makes big plays, and that's why he's here. Uh, you know, that's he's he's a veteran guy who, you know, they brought in to help young guys, and he's done a great job of just running things. And by the way, I'm already tired of the well. You uh, gave up a three-one lead to Denver. I'm I'm already tired of that storyline. Well, and I was trying to think game. like this is you know I'm trying to think of some you know random catastrophe that happened. You know somebody was running on the treadmill. You remember when you slipped and fell and skinned your knee on the treadmill? You're you afraid you're going to do it again. No, I'm not because I learned from last time. I know not to get too close to the edge. I think there is, like Quinn said, Donovan said, there's wisdom in difficult things, but I'm with you just because, I mean, the situation is completely, totally different. Out of all the playoff series that have been 3-1 in the history of the NBA, only 13 teams have come back from 3-1. And two of them were in the bubble? And two of them were in the bubble. Right. So So I think there's something to do with – we talked about that a bunch. That's over, like, what, 50 years, 40 years? 50 years. 50 years. Even going back, yeah, that's about right. So, I mean, I, yeah, we're going to hear that all day tomorrow, so I'm just bracing myself now because I'm already tired of it. Do you think Gordon Anywhere. will bring it up? Yes, I do think Gordon. You read my mind. Yes, I think I it'll be. I do think. I do think Gordon well, will bring sure it up. I'm sure that's three one. <laughs> All right, let's get to tonight's stat nuggets, courtesy of our friend Tyson Ewing. He does uh, stats for the television broadcast. You can uh, follow him on Twitter at Ty Ewing two. Uh, let's get to this. Uh, Utah has led for one uh, one hundred twenty nine minutes and fifty five seconds of the possible one hundred forty four minutes since Donovan Mitchell's return. Uh, since Donovan Mitchell's return, Dylan Brooks has committed 15 fouls in the three games. Donovan Mitchell has forced eight of those 15. That's an int- that's very very interesting. That to me. is an interesting. Uh, and, and Donovan tonight, when when he uh, when Dylan picked up his third, Donovan was very vocal about that. In fact, uh, said a uh, bye bye <laughs> as Dylan was being subbed off of the floor, pointing to the bench. Yeah, bye bye. Uh, Utah shot 89% on 28 free throw attempts tonight. That is the best free throw shooting game with at least 20 attempts in Jazz playoff history since game five of the first round in 1999 when the Jazz went 31 of 34 against Sacramento. Boy, a game of 34 foul shots. But that took a long time. Uh, This was Donovan's 10th career 30-plus point playoff game. Uh, DeAnthony Melton, who caught uh, fire in the fourth, scored 15 points in the fourth quarter. That is the most most points a Grizzlies player has scored in a quarter in the playoffs since Mike Conley scored 17 in the third quarter, a game five of the first round versus San Antonio. It is the second most points 
uh, a Grizzlies player has uh, scored in a quarter in playoff history. Wow. DeAnthony Melton. Now, is this uh, is this one of those situations where this is the beginning of a very productive career for him, or is this one of those, uh, remember that night in who was that Memphis guy? against uh, the Jazz, who 15 points in the fourth quarter? We'll see. He was going, though, man. He had yes, it going. He was. <laughs> yes, he was. All right, your final score from Memphis. Jazz take a three games to one lead in their best of seven playoff series. They win 120 to 113. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coach Lacombe's final thoughts next, 90, uh, <laughs> the Jazz Radio Network. Moran works to the left, gets Conley, switch to him, comes to the lane, Conley, round ball robbery! Donovan, Conley, two-man game at the top. Off a Gobert pick now for Conley, firing the three, and hitting! Oh, Mike Conley, I still own this house! This is still my house! 113-106, Mike Conley, the second three of the fourth quarter. That's your play of the game, courtesy of our friends David Locke, our friend David Locke, and of course Ron Boone. It's brought to you by uh, Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz win tonight over the Grizzlies, 120-113. to 113. They take a three-games-to-one lead in the series. Post-game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. If you're just joining us, Jazz, uh, led by Donovan Mitchell, 30 points, 8 assists for Donovan tonight. Jordan Clarkson, 24 points, uh, 6 rebounds coming in off the bench. <clears throat> Rudy Gobert, 17, 8, and 2 block shots. Bogdanovich had 13. Conley with 11, 7 assists, and 3 rebounds. For the Grizzlies, John Morant, 23 points. Dylan Brooks, 21. Jaron Jackson, Jr., 21. Valanciunas had 14 and 12. Uh, and as we mentioned, Melton coming in off the bench with 15 points all in the fourth quarter. What do you think about how the Jazz have uh, played against Morant? It certainly has been better over the past couple of games. No, it has. And I think a big part of it is they've, um, you know, they definitely have not put him at the line like they did. I think that was the big issue. But they've also, they've done a good job of making some adjustments, shrink the floor, make uh, shots a little bit more difficult. And then, you know, to, to limit possessions by, Rebounding the basketball and not giving them another opportunity. Yeah, it's been it's been huge, uh, much different, obviously. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts for you uh, from you before we turn things on over to the playoff overtime guys. Well, really, really impressive uh, sweep there in Memphis. Um, exactly what the Jazz had to do, and um, you know they they've shown a ton of growth. But I think the thing that I'm the most impressed with is. This is all a journey that they're all very, very present for. And by that, I mean, uh, you know, you hear each of these guys talk about the themes throughout the season. And, you know, right now, I know everybody, like you said, is going to jump to, oh, man, we were up 3-1 last year. But I think, um, you know, if, if you've got any concern in that regard that, you know, there'll be a collapse like that, um, I'm hitting wood just – you know, yeah, I'm yeah. not worried about it. No, I'm not. But but what I'm saying is I feel like that is uh, – this team is completely – you can't even compare the two scenarios for so many different reasons. And if nothing else, that tough thing they went through last year um, is just going to be a reminder that, 
It's the little things, like Donovan said, the blockouts, ending possessions, sharing the ball, playing together, but most importantly, trusting one another. All right, we want to say big uh, big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone calling all the action tonight. Andrew Sorensen, our broadcast assistant. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame show. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. We are... We're out of here before midnight. That's nice. Uh, but playoff overtime is coming your way next. Austin Horton, Johnny Lightfoot, line up those calls now, 855-340-ZONE. Get in line to get your thoughts out there, 855-340-ZONE. Uh, your, our next broadcast is coming your way Wednesday night, Game 5 here at Vivint Arena. That game will tip off at 7.30. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30. Your final from Memphis tonight, 120-113, to 113, and you heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.